I've never said it was one problem. I've never said it was two problems. There are a lot of problems. And those problems are getting exposed more and more with every passing loss. But man, this one, really? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I would highly recommend at a time like this. Senators 2, Penguins 1. Oh, for real, for real. Drake Ferguson just up from the American Hockey League, making his first NHL start, stops 48 out of 49 Pittsburgh shots. If you want to put anything at all under the microscope from this game, and you want to get into picking this nit or picking that nit, and heaven knows I've done a ton of those, we can do that. We can do that. But we're starting to run out of time for that to be a useful exercise. Because we can say, hey, if Gino uh, lines up better with Thomas Shabbat and doesn't allow him to spin around him, well, then Ottawa doesn't get the first goal. If this, if that, if... If Brian Dumoulin can fend off Drake Batherson on the winner, if Brian Rust would score once in a blue moon for all the chances that he had, if Danton Heine didn't shoot every hockey puck up off the glass, we're running out of time. We're running out of time to talk about stuff like this. We're running out of time for grades by position. We're running out of time for lessons. That's another one of the the favorite sayings now around the locker room. It starts with Mike Sullivan. These are lessons. It's a good lesson that we learned. It's It's another lesson, a hard lesson. Running out of time, if not already out of time, because you have to start getting on some kind of roll late in the season with very, very, very few exceptions in the National Hockey League to win out in a tight playoff race. There are not many teams in my lifetime that have backed in at number seven or number eight. And when you see how the Penguins are going, and this was now their one, two, three, fourth consecutive loss. I have a hard time keeping track of their various streaks because they either win a bunch in a row or they lose a bunch in a row. This is four. And they've given up a lot of goals other than in the game last night. And meanwhile, the Panthers won again. They won 5-2 in Detroit. They passed the Penguins in the standings. The Penguins, as you and I are speaking right now, are not in a playoff spot. Why would we think that they will be when the Panthers are now 6-0-1 in their last seven? The Islanders aren't on any kind of roll, but they also don't look like they're falling apart. This team looks like it's falling apart. And oh, guess what? By the way, tomorrow night, they're in Denver playing the Avs. Oh, and the night after that, they're in Dallas playing the Stars, who are also playing really, really well and scoring goals in mega bunches. This isn't good. This isn't good. And this isn't something that 
This isn't something that we can sit here and go over the little stuff. And, and I understand there are times when the little stuff can be the big stuff. Okay. I looked at the little stuff in New York over those two losses. And by little stuff, I mean isolating on Dumoulin or Jeff Carter or, you know, another player or another play. That's, that's, that's over. That's over. The only thing that mattered last night, the only thing that should have mattered last night, when this team got that late tying goal from Ricard Raquel was, let's get the bleeping point. Let's get the point. Let's at least get to, we need a point. That's all they should have been saying to themselves. Go ahead and win it in overtime or win it in the shootout, but you can't let go of the point that you're holding in your hand. Every point matters. Not the lessons, not the, you know, the individual little things, not the analytics, not the expected goals for or expected goals against, but the actual goals for and the actual goals against. And take that from somebody who's really into the advanced stuff. At this time of year, it's all out the window. I asked P.O. Joseph after the game, what the Penguins could take from this game. No, I think we, we generate a lot of offense tonight. Um, you know, sometimes I probably just don't want to get in, but um, I think we, uh, we we moved the puck well. Uh, we shot uh, a decent amount of shots, but um, no, I think, um, I mean, Jar played an unbelievable good whole game again tonight, so um, I think that those are the key points that we got to keep uh, in our back pocket and bring it to the next game. That's a perfectly fair response. It is. All they can control for the most part as individuals and even really as a group is the overall effort and the overall performance. I didn't think their effort was extraordinary. I definitely didn't think the performance was extraordinary. But for their own mindset and going into the next game, they have to think positively. Please try to understand that when you hear athletes saying things like this. They have nothing to gain for themselves, for the team, to stand in front of people like me and, you know, cameras and microphones, whatever, and say, wow, we really suck. We're doomed. We're out of this. You know, it, it doesn't do any good. It doesn't mean they're putting a positive spin on it. It means they're trying to prepare themselves for the next event as best they can. We got no chance against the Avs. What do you think he's going to say to me? That's okay. It's okay to say it. It's okay to hear it and accept it. What's not okay is that it keeps happening. You know, it just keeps happening. All the same things, if you've noticed, keep happening. The inconsistent goaltending, the inability to hold a lead for more than a minute or two, the goal at the beginning of the game, the goal in the final minute of the period, all of this stuff. All of this stuff keeps happening. Want to know why? Because they're just not very good. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Scott, who says, with the roster being set, 
And with more games like this Ottawa one taking place, how much more tweaking can be done that'll really matter, that'll bear different results? Pairings won't be broken. Vets will play. What else can possibly be done? Are we just beating our heads against the wall? I got to tell you, Scott, I thought about this too, and I thought about you know, some of the stuff that we were talking about last week and into this week about the Dumoulin-Carter thing and how those guys have been on the ice for a zillion goals against lately, and there was Dumoulin out there losing Batherson on the winner again last night. And especially with Marcus Patterson having gone on LTIR yesterday, which I didn't even mention in the opening segment, and you have now one, two, three, four of your six starting defensemen out, and three of them are out for a while, and even with the fourth, Jeff Petrie, the one who isn't seen as that, he's seen as day-to-day, he started skating yesterday on his own, but it looked to me, I mean, it doesn't take much of a doctor to know if somebody elbows somebody in the head, they've probably got a concussion or some kind of concussion symptoms, right? So you don't even know when he's going to get back. You can't know. And now, really, you know, so Taylor Fadun comes up for the first time in the two years he's been in the Pittsburgh system. And what are you going to say? Mark Friedman's out there playing on the wrong side. Chad Ruedel's taking a regular shift. P.O. Joseph, who hasn't been great and would undoubtedly be the scratch if everybody was healthy, is suddenly on the first pairing. So how do you look at all that and then say, yeah, but Dumoulin and Carter, again, even if you're totally right, and I feel like I'm totally right in thinking these guys should have been playing for quite a while now with every passing one of these games and now all these defense injuries, there is nothing to change. I mean, you could put Alex Nylander in and take Carter out. Yeah, I, and I'm not sure what that's going to do. I would do it. Don't get me wrong. I just like you. I, I and I think this is what you're getting at here. I don't know what it's going to do. You can't obviously take Dumoulin out now. So what's really there to change to flex? You know, yesterday at the morning skate, I asked Mike Sullivan a, a, a question about how the team will adjust without having all these defensemen and whether or not they might be galvanized, whether they'd perform better uh, in their own end and so forth. And the subject came up about whether or not he'd consider altering his strategy to further protect those defensemen and in turn to further protect his goaltender. And he wanted nothing to do with it. He wanted nothing to do with it. He's had one system. He believes in one system. It won two cups for him, and he's not deviating from it in any way. So what else is there? Not changing personnel, like you said. Not changing the system. Not even against Colorado and Dallas. Not even a tweak or a modification. Not even a, hey, when that number 29 is on the rink, make sure you're, you know, staying back a little bit meaning Nathan McKinnon, of course. So what's going to happen? What what do we see here? What are we envisioning? What's the magical turnaround? What's the thing, the the big U-turn in the highway? What is it? What is it? Jari? 
maybe, I don't know, every time you think he's doing a little bit better like last night, something lousy happens. So I don't even know if it's him. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody's questions. I'm going to apologize to you in advance for not having really good answers for these anymore. I just don't. I just don't. I, I don't know what to make of this that could come across in any constructive way as hope. I don't know that I have any. Let's do this again tomorrow anyway, huh?